Greetings. You're listening to the Living Your Best Life in Africa podcast, and this is episode 107. Greetings everyone. I hope you are having a fabulously prosperous week. I want to start by inviting you to look at my newly launched podcasting course, which is aimed at absolute beginners who want to start a podcast either for business or pleasure. What you're listening to now is a podcast. And starting a podcast is something I did just over two years ago. Today, it's so important for us to get our voices heard in as pure a form as possible without any dilution, interference or interruptions. And that's what a podcast can do for you, for your hobbies, your interests and for your side hustle. So make 2021 the year you jump past your fears or uncertainties and invest in yourself. And you can do that by clicking one of the podcast course links in the show notes where you're listening to this podcast. And I, well, I'm going to look forward to seeing you in my online classroom. Now this week, I hope you are all managing your freedoms out of lockdown and moving towards making plans to increase your income streams. 2021 will be the year to increase income streams. And I say this particularly if you've listened to the last two podcast episodes in this mini-series. The first of the series was about the importance of upgrading your dreams for greatness in preparation for coming changes in the job market. That episode focused on moving with intention through your best life plan priorities, practicing the right skills, knowledge, experiences and actions to help you achieve your dreams, and then working smarter by working with dedication and obsessiveness in everything you do to achieve your plans. All of that was in preparation for motivating you into being better prepared as we see the threat coming over the horizon, which I spoke about in last week's episode, which was all about the jobs that have been targeted to disappear in the next 10 years, a situation which some believe has been significantly speeded up because of COVID and which has led to a scene close to a million jobs lost in the areas of hospitality, retail, entertainment and factory work, all of which are areas which are on the 10-year hit list for jobs that will disappear. My position last week was that black workers would be disproportionately affected by these job losses and the targeted killing off of particular jobs would significantly hit black workers. And I haven't moved from that. It's also very clear 
that for older black workers to be in the slightest position to compete for those new jobs that will replace some of these jobs, then there are new skills, knowledge, experiences and insights that older black workers will need to brush up on in the next 10 years. Now, the position of older black workers is in slight contrast to the position of our millennials. That's our young people born after the start of the new century. And our millennials will be okay as long as they have brushed up on those skills that will be needed in this new coming jobs world. And to be fair, many of these new skills have formed part of both their high school and university curriculums. So as long as our millennials continue to update their skills, they should be able to compete in this newly emerging job market. So this week, I'm going to give you a heads up about the new jobs that will become bread and butter jobs in the next 10 years. And one of the main reasons that I wanted to do this episode is because if you can get your head around these new jobs, these are also jobs that you could use the same skills to run your own side hustle, providing consultancy or doing private work for other business owners. So let's dive in into looking at these new jobs. Now it's important for me to say that because of mobile expansion and the rise of things like social media, data mining, artificial intelligence and virtual reality, businesses have adopted a number of new digital practices and technologies and they've done this at fantastically fast speeds so they can cater to the new millennials. They're not thinking about anyone that was born before 2000. As far as they're concerned, those of us who were born before the year 2000, we can continue to shop in brick and mortar shops with the occasional dabble in online shopping. So they're not looking at us. Instead, they're looking at how they can cater to the needs of millennials, people born after the year 2000, who have grown up in the digital era and who are very clear about the way in which they want their apps and programs to work, both in the front end, meaning what their eyes can see, and at the back end, meaning how their apps and programs work. So some of the hot jobs that have been coming online since 2017 and which are set to grow in the next 10 years will be highly targeted to the needs of millennials. So the first job I want to talk about is the job of a community manager. Now in the olden days, a community manager was someone who managed the physical building, the one or two paid staff and a handful of volunteers, all of which belonged to a community organisation or charity. Today, that job is very different. Working as a community manager today, you would be in charge of starting discussions online and converting internet users into sign-ups for a particular website or an online community like a Facebook group or signing them up for email marketing. 
So what's the salary for this job? Well, in the UK, a community manager could expect to be on an average salary of £30,000 a year or $40,000 in the US. The next job coming to a computer near you is the job of a social media manager. Now, if you're good at working with social media, this is one of the fastest growing virtual jobs in the digital marketplace. The job, in a nutshell, involves you working remotely in most cases, and you would be managing and updating a company or someone's social media channels, which currently include mixes of things like Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Pinterest, YouTube, LinkedIn, and TikTok. You would also be in charge of putting together a social media strategy to drive online traffic to your employer's social media pages. And the aim of that would be to increase sales, brand awareness, customer engagement, and brand loyalty. You would also be using things like data metrics, which give you figures on things like engagement and how far your content is reaching. And you'd be using those metrics to see how your strategy is working. The starter rates of pay for this work are between 19,000 and 25,000 in the UK and 27,000 and 35,000 in the US. The next job you need to take note of is that of a content manager. Now, this job is all about publishing content on a regular and consistent basis. And given the huge move of businesses online, especially and because of the COVID conditions, this is one of the growing areas in the digital jobs market. In this day and age, businesses need a solid content strategy to survive. And research says that brands that publish over 16 blog posts a month will get three and a half times more traffic than brands with less than four blog posts a month. So if you were in this job, as a content manager, you would oversee a team of copywriters who are people who would be writing those pieces of content. And your job would be to manage them and point them towards the company's content strategy to make sure their efforts focus on increasing total numbers of web visitors or social media visitors, increases in sales, client satisfaction, client retention and repeat business. The salary for a content manager in the UK can be anything between 35,000, which is $46,000 and £45,000, which is about $63,000. If you're the person writing the content, things like blogs, then you can expect a starting salary of between 20 and 25,000 or $28,000 to $35,000 per year. The next job is the job of a data analyst. Now, this job has never really gone away and was around 50 years ago. But what has changed is the move of the job to cover digital data. Now, the job focuses on what is called big data sets, or massively large amounts of data crossing the internet highway. Research is clear on this. 
big data has already taken over the world. And you can see that just by looking at the size of companies like Amazon, Google, Apple, Airbnb, Trustpilot, all of these companies and companies like them manage big, massive data sets. And what's clear from research is that almost every human on the planet has data attached to them, whether we know it or not. And there's also going to be someone who is managing that data. Working as a data analyst, you would be crunching numbers and interpreting data sets to give a steer to the company in areas like user behavior, people visiting certain online sites and how long they stay there, and also where they go to next. You'd also use data to anticipate what goods and services people are looking for, and then using that information to support businesses to put the right products and services in front of our eyes. And that information that you produce from your analysis would be used to inform marketing and advertising strategies. Now, a data analyst job might seem far-fetched and you might say to yourself, I've never seen any data that has been produced by a data analyst. But you'd be wrong. If you access your email online on a device, what you're likely to see is either in the margins or smack bang in the middle of your email inbox. If you're a Yahoo email user, you're likely to see adverts pushed in the middle of your emails. But what you're also likely to see is that if you've been searching online for something that you want to purchase, you're likely to see data sets being used to drive that actual product or products like it into the middle of your emails. That's how data sets are working to inform marketing and advertising strategies. So these jobs start at about 26,000 in the UK, which is about 33,000 in the US. The next job you need to be aware of is that of a user experience manager. Now this job focuses on the way a person feels when they are browsing websites, video games, apps or devices. It's such a hot topic at the moment because new media is constantly redefining itself and there are constantly new technologies being developed in the areas of virtual reality where you engage with a virtual world and augmented realities where you remain in the virtual world but you're engaging with objects in the real world that have enhanced computer-generated information so that they stimulate your understanding of what's happening around you or they stimulate your senses and take you on a journey with your eyes open just looking at what you see in front of you. Today, a user experience manager would be expected to focus on usability, how easy it is to use the product, program or service. They would also focus on the usefulness of a product or what is more commonly known as a product's utility. They would also look at engageability and appeal to the audience. Now, these things are vitally important. If people don't like a product, that can cost a business money. And if we want an example of this, 
we only need to remember Google Glasses. You remember that? Customers hated the product with a passion and that led to that part of Google's business crashing out with the loss of millions of dollars into the work that had been done to produce the glasses. Nobody wanted them, so they didn't go into production. So as a user experience manager, you would be working with teams of web designers and developers to improve user experience, drive business, drive revenue, drive growth, and also to drive customer retention. Get it wrong and the cost to the company could be massive. The starting salary for this job is around £45,000 or $63,000. And the final job that you need to have your eye on is that of a virtual reality consultant. Virtual reality is still an emerging market, so there isn't much in the way of a set natural career progression. But that's a good thing because what it tells us is that there is a lot of flexibility both in the role and in the jobs market around this role. Working as a virtual reality consultant, you would be helping clients to plan virtual reality projects, whether those are 360 virtual reality tours or planning an immersive game where the audience would feel they were actually in the game. And this particular user experience has exploded during COVID. So many museums and tour sites have quickly moved to create virtual reality or VR tours that they're still charging for, but which you can enjoy from the comfort of your own home. So virtual reality isn't going anywhere soon. And if anything, it's likely to explode again. If you were working in this job, you would be providing insight to companies and you might also brainstorm ideas and advise on best practice tools. This isn't a technical role, but it is an important role because you would be bringing your expertise about virtual reality to the table. And this is what companies are looking for. They want you to act as a point of contact between their company tech nerds and clients who might build the software or buy the software. And if you've ever been on a virtual museum tour, this job is probably going to become one of the most important in the next decade. Starting salaries for a virtual reality consultant are about £30,000 in the UK and £43,000 in the US. So after listening to this episode and the jobs I'm talking about, if you feel bemused or lost, that is exactly the reaction I'm looking for. If these jobs mean nothing to you or your children in terms of how you would begin to work the jobs, then we need to get on this as soon as possible if we see ourselves being dependent on the jobs market in 10 years time. You need to take all three episodes of the mini-series together, upscaling your dreams, looking at the jobs that are going to disappear, and now this episode, which focuses on the jobs that will replace some of the disappeared jobs.
Because whether we like it or not, the jobs market is going to change. The jobs I have mentioned are just the start. Even if you think it's too late for you because of your age, think about your children and your grandchildren and get them onto this whilst there's no pressure. Get them to understand what these jobs mean and how they can get skills and experience whilst there's no pressure. Because whilst there's no pressure, they're free to learn. But once that pressure kicks in and they're competing on the job market, then they're going to need the skills, knowledge and experience to be able to compete. But the even bigger point that I want to make about the jobs I have mentioned is that if you can do these jobs for someone else and get paid, then you can more than do these jobs for yourself and drive traffic or increase your audience or increase your own personal sales or increase interest in your own thing. And if you're not doing it for yourself, for your own product, program or service, then you can do it for someone else's product, program or service and manage their digital strategies during your six to nine time. What's not to love here? One of the jobs where there's a ton of information online is how to be a social media manager. All you need to do is to pop that title into YouTube and you'll find tons of great content that you can follow on your own computer and test out on your own social media sites to develop your skills, grow your confidence and achieve some really great results which will either help you to compete with others at interview or secure you a voluntary role with an organisation that would be prepared to give you a reference in return for your time or you'd be developing skills that you could use to start your own thing. Whatever the case may be, we have to stay relevant in a changing world and in a changing jobs market and staying relevant is about developing the skills, knowledge, experience and confidence that allows us to not only work in these new jobs, but also to be able to take everything we are doing and also apply it to doing our own thing. And this is important. You heard me mention the salaries that are on offer. In 10 years time, those salaries will not increase by that much. And so being able to develop other income streams using the top skills that people are going to be looking for, which are these digital skills that I've mentioned in this episode. Well, being able to do that will almost guarantee your financial future. And we need that guarantee because unless we and our children are two to three times as good in that digital market, we will always be beaten for those jobs by a tendency of those with the higher in power to employ their own first. The only way around this is to be two to three times as dynamic in our skills, knowledge and experience so that hirers feel they are getting better value for their money. And what that means is they are getting you with the capacity to do two or three jobs in their company. If this doesn't appeal to you, then the alternative is to just start your own thing and take it from there. 
if you've lost your job to COVID and you have some of the skills that I've spoken about, you have nothing to lose in starting your own thing. You might just surprise yourself. You've been listening to the Living Your Best Life in Africa podcast. My name is Dr. Asher. And for this week, I'm out.